Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic edition of Back Scratchers Anonymous, uh, otherwise known as the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Backscratch himself, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and you're catching me off guard today. Yeah. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> how are you doing, Dom? I am doing fantastic, and my back is not itchy whatsoever. That's good. This that spot right on your back that you just can't reach, especially when you're wearing <laughs> a suit, suit jacket. jacket. <laughs> It's the most awkward thing. So now let's uh, let's get enough with this uh, idle banter here. Who's our guest today? That's a very good question. Our guest today is Maxim from, uh, I believe he's the CEO and founder of uh, LimaCharlie.io. I know he's a very technically astute individual, uh, so I'm sure we'll probably be having more technically inclined conversation with him, but it should be engaging and hopefully uh, entertaining to a certain degree. Um, but uh, let's let's see what the what Maxim has to say. Bring your IT people, bring your security people into the room, grab the popcorn, and let's do it. Yep, circle up. All right, so we have Maxim from Vancouver, British Columbia. Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Cool. So we want to talk, first of all, about Refraction Point and Lima Charlie. Can you just tell us, introductory level, uh, what the company is and what you guys do and who you help. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so we always talk about Lima Charlie, uh, you know, Refraction Point is kind of the, the name of the corporate entity for historical reasons, but it, it's, we're all about Lima Charlie. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but very simply what we do is we are building um, AWS for cybersecurity, right? So um, we're kind of taking the whole uh, spin and feel of AWS. So things like, you know, DevOps, multi-tenant, scale up, scale down, um, you know, very uh, API-centric, um, that kind of whole ecosystem, you know, primitives, right? We, we provide technical solutions. Um, and so we take that type of ecosystem and we apply that to cybersecurity. So, um, you know, let's say you're doing, you're an IR firm, right? If you're an IR firm and you need to go into an IR and you need, you need an EDR, um, well, you can create a tenant. It takes about five seconds. It's free, again, like AWS. And then you can say, I want 10,000 endpoints. And then you get them in a couple of seconds and then you can start deploying, do your thing. Two weeks later, you're done. You can just tear it down. So we're kind of, uh, we're really kind of focusing on the next wave of maturity in the cybersecurity space, right? That's where we're focusing. We're saying uh, there's a lot of great products out there, but they're mostly kind of very big, you know, product, right? A company around a single product that they're selling with a nice bow around it. And what we're what we're observing is that there's more and more security professionals um, who want the underlying capability. They know how to do their job. They don't need to be, you know, told like here's the three clicks you need to do to be safe. They know that that's not how security works. Um, so you know, maybe they work for slightly larger companies and they have their own solutions and they want to be able to control and deploy, you know, a bunch of different types of cybersecurity solutions in a way that, that they really have ownership to it. They can decide what happens on there. Um, so we do the hard bit and then, uh, you know, the hard uh, infrastructure bit, and then they do the hard operational bit for them, right? Right, and, and uh, no, we appreciate that, that oversight. And, you know, in, in, in terms of, you know, describing 
that in terms of maybe the problems being solved? Uh, again, let's say you're a, a business owner, an executive, you know, someone from a non-technical perspective, um, you know, you're outlining there that, I mean, like the ideal buyer here is a cybersecurity professional. How is that cybersecurity professional making that business case maybe to their CFO in terms of why this would be a, a worthwhile investment? Mm-hmm. And that, that's a good question. Um, and the answer to that, we kind of map that to AWS, right? Everybody knows AWS. That's why I talk about it in those terms. Uh, we're actually based on Google Cloud Platform. Which is, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but um, the way that we can do that, there's kind of two different pillars to it, right? There's the pillar of people being able to do their job better, uh, which in an ideal world, that's that's where most of the value is. Um, and, you know, in, in that space, you know, customization, but also ownership, right? I always give the example of morning wanna cry happened. Wanna cry was trivial to detect and prevent. But if all you had was an AV and the, the, that signature wasn't released yet, you know, you were like out, out of luck. Um, so having the ability to go and implement that, uh, integrate it into this, the DevOps of a company. So that whole integration is a pillar. The second pillar of that is uh, again, much like AWS, is the simplification of the ecosystem, right? Um, when uh, somebody that starts using Lima Charlie, most people come to us around the EDR. That's kind of the, the big, you know, that's our EC2. So people come to it, you know, from that perspective. Uh, but what they kind of quickly realize is by using the EDR, they also can strip, so they can strip away, right, their AV, and, uh, not their AV, my, my, my bad, but like maybe another EDR solution. Um, but also they realize, you know, they may have forwarding infrastructure for Windows event logs. Um, so they can just strip that because that's that's kind of built into this ecosystem. So there's a whole bunch of other solutions that over time they can start stripping out. You're, you're basically talking to companies that uh, are maybe a little bit more sophisticated, have a security person, uh, are convinced that cybersecurity is important. Let's just go a step back uh, from that and just talk about cybersecurity in general. Um, maybe for those companies that are on the fence or that haven't considered cybersecurity before, our podcast is called Cybersecurity Matters. I'd like to hear your take, um, the underlying question of why does cybersecurity matter? Um, why is it even important to deal with the subject in the first place, just just from your perspective? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the, the, the way that I describe um how cybersecurity matters is an evolving statement, right? Uh, and I think it's, uh, again, you can kind of compare it to the IT world. There was a time, I'm going to pick a semi-random number, 10 years ago, where IT was the two guys in the basement, right? 90% of companies never wanted to talk to IT. Uh, it's funny, you can, you can see it in TV shows that made the joke about IT people are the, you know, the people you don't talk to. Um, and, and it didn't really matter. And you look today, IT in pretty much every single organization out there has a seat at the table and it's, a, it's an important part of what goes on in a company. Cybersecurity is, you know, is lagging a little bit behind that, uh, but I think it's a perception thing and, and it's growing, right? So we gotta, you, you have to start by doing things and then you start to realize how much you rely on those things and, and you kind of backfill that security. So I think that's what we're seeing in the, in the evolution of the importance of security, which is 
now that everybody uses it and everybody you know realizes it's important we're taking this security team which used to be the two guys in the hoodie in the basement uh, and you're kind of bringing it up forward into the more professional IT ecosystem so I think that's the that's the dynamic that's going on Gotcha. Love that. Um, you, you mentioned a term earlier about you know, simplification of, of security. And um, curious your thoughts. I mean, a lot of security teams at organizations right now are you know, overworked, understaffed. You know, often they're chasing ghosts. You know, the SIM has uh, their security event monitoring tool has a bunch of different alerts that are going on, many of which are false positives. Um, talk to me about the concept of how important it is to simplify the current sort of security ecosystem for, for these organizations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the 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 requirement for that, I think, is well understood. Like you said it, right? I don't think we need to convince anybody that that it needs to be there. Um, the path to it is, uh, again, kind of go back to IT. I think, I think it's like, you know, it's our not our ancestors, but like we can look up to, to the IT space. And the solution to, to this, right, has been around automation. There's different ways to do automation, right? Um, and I think we've all, the, the when I say we've all, the, like the IT security space realized automation is critical. And I think we've taken the first steps in the automation space. I would describe those first steps as, um, you know, we're going to create new products that allow us to, to orchestrate all these other products together. And that's kind of the, the, that's the first thing that comes to people's mind, right? When we try to automate this to be able to, over time, uh, reduce the workload on analysts and people doing security. Uh, the next step, I think, is where we're kind of transitioning, which is to say, yeah, that's great, but we've really introduced more products in this space. And you kind of look critically at, you know, that, that cloud of products that you're using and you're looking and, you know, I, again, always pick the EDR example, right? But if I tell you I'm running an EDR, you know, 90% of the features that I'm talking about, right? It's not the secret sauce anymore, um, but now it's a, you know, it's a very well understood concept. And I think a ton of products in the security space are reaching that point. So does it make sense to try to, you know, herd cats by, gluing together 50 different products by buying three new products. Um, I think we're kind of realizing slowly that, you know, no, there isn't really a need for this anymore. What we really want is the essence of EDR, the essence of inventory management, the essence of all these things. Um, and, and to be able to have that for a single pipe means that that's where a lot of that uh, that simplification comes in for people and that's how you get to that next stage of simplification gotcha so a bit of a long answer yeah no 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 <laughs> i i appreciate that in, in, insight and you know when we're talking about you know i'm thinking about modernizing security teams and making sure that they are focused on the most you know value-added activities um in, in, in that breadth of simplification, talk to me about the sort of crowded vendor space right now. Because you know, you think about all the tools that are out there, and so many you know security teams have you know countless or dozens and dozens of different tools, but yet the security team is three people, and none of those tools speak to one another, right? Um, 
talk to me about that need for potential you know consolidation as part of simplification you know is the vendor space moving in that direction i think the vendor space is starting to move in that direction uh but i think what you know what we're seeing is that there's there's a couple of different flavors of that direction right one of those flavors being an app store right the app store approach so that's saying look as a as a vendor right i have this one core thing and i'm going to allow people to kind of play through these limited kind of interactions in my main big thing um and that's fine that's one approach but i uh i don't think that's really you know where we need to be going forward because that inherently puts a big limit on uh, on the direction that we can go that makes the, the direct implication that anybody that wants to benefit from the security ecosystem first needs to buy that one big huge ticket item from that one vendor right that's that's very large um so uh so i i think that's where that that consolidation uh you know that, that's really our statement right is that that consolidation step needs to come in um closer to i guess the open source philosophy right uh it's a it's a spectrum and we try to be as close to open source as we can but it's this idea that um you know what we're producing are apis that can then talk together um and not taking the old school approach which is uh, yeah kind of referred to as the, the jedi mind trick of uh, of vendors of like you know we stop breaches right <laughs> cool but there's a bit more nuance to this um and so uh so i think that's why in the longer term um it, what we're going to be seeing is less single vendor bringing in all these things you know bringing a couple of minor players together and more a uh you know a switzerland right of 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 infrastructure coming in offering in these things and saying look everybody benefits from being able to use whatever bits of the infrastructure that they need to accomplish their goals so what i'm seeing here maxim is that uh lima charlie with the infrastructure that you bring is basically simplifying the process of companies to manage their cyber risk and reduce their cyber risk now just staying in a business context um how do we or how do you talk about the ROI of Lima Charlie and managing cyber risk in terms of language that the business understands, which is dollars and cents? That's a great question. Uh, sadly, without necessarily a great answer uh, in that, you know, it's, uh, it's a problem everybody has, right? It's a really, really difficult problem. Um, and it certainly is not kind of uh, binary i think i think a lot of people in 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 security we have the uh we often have the first reflex to say well if it you know it's got to be secure 100 secure or, or it's not right um so i think that is a very difficult thing to put forward um there's certainly sub metrics that we can talk about right when we talk to people um the the easiest one is always in terms of solutions that you remove um you know by, by being able to say you know when we go and we talk to somebody and we say you know hey you're paying you know $50,000 a year for that one narrow thing 
when it can be part of this thing you're going to pay $10,000. Obviously, the ROI is very, very obvious. Um, I think what we are doing is we're, in our case, we're really focusing uh, on what we know to do best, right? Uh, it, the side effect of the statement that we're putting forward and, and how we do things is that the people that are building the tools are not necessarily the same people uh, that will be the best at operating the tools, at doing IR, at doing blue team, at doing red team, at doing all the things, right? We're reaching a point where, hey, security is becoming a, match, a mature thing. Um, there's space for spe specialization in that. And so when we put that tool set forward, um, our hope is to equip people that build products, that build you know, security teams, because pe some people build products on Lima Charlie, some people do you know, blue team, some people do red team. And I think by giving the, the access to the real data, right? By not doing the Jedi mind trick, but by telling people like, look, you know how you know how to do your job. Here's all the information. Um, my hope is that they can figure out a better way to demonstrate that ROI in the company for the use case that they use. Right? We're Lego blocks, so it's really hard for us to to tell people like, yeah, this is how you know you can save time um, because the the use cases are so different. Oh, it's, been, it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation, you know, and we're, Christian and I are very grateful for you taking uh, time out of your busy day to chat with us on the podcast. But uh, thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Awesome. Have, a good, have a good day. You, you Thanks as so well. much, Maxim. Christian and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. That was a very, very intriguing conversation. I mean, uh, Maxim is clearly a very um, intelligent, very articulate uh, individual in, in the tech space. I think he did a really good job outlining, again, the benefits of Lima Charlie and how it can help uh, yeah. overstretch uh, and under-resourced cybersecurity teams. What, what was yeah. your takeaway? Yeah, definitely. I like the comparison that he made talking about how IT has evolved from being two guys in a basement in 2010 to 2021 being you know, something that's more socially acceptable or corporately acceptable, and then comparing that to the evolution of the cybersecurity function in the company and coming along, you know, the, the evolution of it being more prominent yeah. front and center in an organization. A a absolutely. You know, it was a fantastic conversation. We're really grateful to Maxim for carving time out of his very, very busy day to spend a few minutes with us on the podcast. And as always, I want to extend a special thank you to our loyal uh, listeners and viewers uh, for spending time of their day with us. And if you've missed a previous episode, please be sure to subscribe to the Cybersecurity Matters podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and or on our YouTube channel. And if you feel so inclined, please do feel free to leave some feedback, good, bad, ugly, doesn't matter. We just crave attention. Uh, but until next time, be well, be safe, and we look forward to entertaining you and engaging you and hopefully educating you as well on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.